This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heinemann and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. We love connecting with you on social media. We'll bring encouragement, scripture, giveaways, and more to your social media feed. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Lifeway Women. Hello and welcome to the Mark Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Heinemann and I am here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. You know what? Today, the release of this particular podcast is right around Mother's Day, so we have a really yes. great and perfect guest for today's Marked episode. Yes. So, yes. So, Kristen Weatherall. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen Weatherall, who has recently written a book called Humble Moms. So, tell us about yourself and your family and your ministry, Kristen. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me here. It's it's a real gift. And I'm married to Brad. We're coming up on our eighth anniversary, and he is a uh, campus pastor at our church, The Orchard. We live in Chicagoland, and we have two sweet kiddos. I have a four-and-a-half-year-old girl and a little little guy who's almost two, which is crazy to me because he was my COVID baby. So I can't believe that we're two years out from, oh my from all the craziness. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom and um, just count it my great privilege and also the greatest challenge of my life that I get to be their mom. And then in the cracks, I get to write and just love opening God's word and helping women apply it to their lives. So I've written a few books and um, also count that a great privilege. Well, and okay, first of all, to have two little ones and to write and trying <laughs> to know. find time in between, because as we are recording this, I am keeping our um, almost four month old grandson. And Aww. so like, it's just, I mean, like, to, and I'm trying to work in between, you know, everything. And so I, to write a book is a lot. So the, the book's name, we, we kind of mentioned it, but it's called Humble Moms, How the Work of Christ Sustains the Work of Motherhood. So tell us a little bit about just what led you to write it and what the book entails. Well, I wrote it uh, because I I needed it. <laughs> I needed, <laughs> I think, uh, I need Jesus. Mm-hmm. I need more of Him. I need, um, you know, fresh glimpses of Him every day from the word. And, you know, I've never felt so helpless um, than I have as a mom. And I think when, you know, when God gave us our daughter, we were tossed into that, you know, into the season of the very first child. You have no idea what you're doing. You feel so out of control. And then COVID hit and then our son came along. And I think when I was, you know, faced with this this wonderful reality, but this hard reality of two little ones whose very lives depended on me, um, man, that it's hard. It is a weighty calling to be a mom, and um, also very joyful. And yet, I just found so many times that I was really struggling to be joyful in the work of motherhood. It just felt so mm-hmm. mundane, so much of the time, and so lowly and. I just found that um, the joy that I wanted to have just felt so disconnected from what my hands were doing all the time. I was just so busy serving my kids, but the heart wasn't really there, if that makes sense. Um, 
So I wrote this book because I need this book. Um, it's a it's a journey through the Gospel of John, looking at how Jesus Christ serves us, serves his people from beginning to end through his gospel work. And my hope is that um, as it has as he has encouraged me that um, he will also encourage weary mamas as well. For sure. I mean, Definitely. I just I see my daughter and I see just you know, how motherhood kind of changes you and how it kind of realigns just your heart. And I, I love just even thinking about humility and mm-hmm. when we think of Christ and his humility, um, what a great what a great thing to kind of combine those words, being humble in both your hands and your heart. Yeah. yeah. Can you kind of expand on that title a little bit? Because I do think that mm-hmm. we look at that and we may not exactly know what that means you know, right away. So what does it look like to be a humble mom? And why did you choose that title for this book? Yeah, well, I think I'll kind of look at the subtitle before I look at the title. So how the work of Christ sustains the work of motherhood. So I think a lot of the times when we think about Jesus or we think about his gospel, um, we kind of limit it to his work on the cross. You know, what he did to stand in my place to bear my sin for me and to um, absorb the wrath of God in my place. Um, But the gospel is so much more than that. And the work of Christ is everything that he has done from start to finish to serve his people. And so that's actually where the idea of um, going through the gospel of John came from, because John in his gospel starts with in the beginning, you know, before Um, even creation began. He starts with the Word, who is Jesus. And then we see through his gospel inklings of everything from, you know, the obvious life and ministry of Jesus um, to the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, all the way to the resurrection, and even his return, which is an aspect of which he serves us. So that's where the work of Christ comes in. And I really wanted to apply the work of Christ because I was reading Philippians 2 one day, that beautiful passage on um, the humility of Christ and how we are to have his mind among us and, you know, consider it our great joy to take greater interest in others than we do in ourselves. And, um, and it says, Jesus did not um, consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he made himself nothing taking the form of a servant and he humbled himself becoming obedient to death. And so I saw as I was going through this, every aspect of that gospel. And I was just pretty amazed that, you know, if, if I want to be a, a humble mom, if I want to be a mom who's not just saying with my hands or even with my lips, you know, I'm, I'm going to do some great things for my kids. I'm going to raise them up in the knowledge of the Lord. I'm going to feed them lunch and put them down, you know, and do, do a great job with that. But I actually want my heart to be in it. Then I need the humility of Christ. And it just struck me as I was reading that passage. This is not humility with me trying to, um, you know, gather up enough strength to be humble. This is me being united to Jesus Christ, who is the humble one. Mm. And so that's where that's where the the title and the subtitle for the book came from. And so I'm just I'm hoping to lay out for these sweet moms just the riches of Christ and how He has you know gone before us and how He um, He is our life. And when we're united to Him, He will help us be humble moms. Yeah, yeah I'm actually I'm kind of looking at. I'm, got my Bible sitting here next to me and thinking through Philippians and just that passage of Christ's mm-hmm. humility also. 
Um, I just, I think about even just when you get into chapter three, it says more than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus. And just, you know, like my goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection Mm -hmm. and the fellowship of his sufferings. And so being, you know, like being more like Christ and, and, you know, just adapted and conformed to who Christ is and becoming more like him. I think that's such a, we do tend to, as moms, kind of lose our focus on that and how how we are being more like Jesus as we as we mm-hmm. parent, right? Right. Right. And I think and it's I think- encouraging too um that it doesn't say, you know, just just do it. Like just be right. like him. Right. Um, because Jesus, he is our example, absolutely. Like when he washes the disciples' feet in John 13, he says, "I've given this to you as an example that you that you would do likewise." But he's not just our example. He's he's our life. Mm-hmm. He's our very life. And so when in Philippians 2, it says, have this mind, this humble mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. It means that the very power of Jesus, the very spirit of Jesus lives in us. And that's mm-hmm. different than just saying, well, just try and be like him. Yeah. Because it's not a works thing. Like you exactly. can't just get up and go striving it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I like too that in, in your chapters, instead of like, you know, because I think for parenting books, a lot of times we're looking for, okay, check this off the list. Like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And But you kind of, you also include like, how do I bring this home through meditation, reflection, and prayer? So talk a little bit about how you set those chapters up. Yeah. Well, um, I've read a lot of great parenting books. Just want to say that so many great parenting books, and um, even books on motherhood, um, the you know the heart of motherhood, and um, but I never really read anything that left me like more in a place of rest than in a place of I must do something now or feeling right. Right. almost like I'm falling short or I'm um, yeah or there's just something else that I need to be doing, and so. I think that's that's the gift that I wanted to offer to moms, and and I just pray and hope that that I have in this book. But I want this to be a place of rest for them, a place of rest for their souls. And so the chapters are are brief. I tried to keep them brief because I know we moms don't have a lot of time to read. Sometimes you know we're just alone in the bathroom for five minutes, and that's all that we have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to give them short chapters, uh, which are meditations through the Gospel of John. So I wanted to give them scripture because we know that. Um, that scripture is God's very breathed out word to us and that uh, faith in Jesus comes by hearing his word. So I wanted to point these mamas to the best um, thing ever, which is to hear the very voice of God. Um, Mm -hmm. And then at the end of each chapter, like you mentioned, there is an opportunity for them to reflect on a truth, kind of a nugget that I pulled from the chapter about who Jesus is and how he has served us. Um, and then there's an opportunity for them to to think through a question that I've posed for them to help them apply uh, the word to their hearts. And then uh, a prayer, which as a mom, I find to be so helpful when someone just writes out a prayer for me, because sometimes I'm so tired that I just don't even know what to pray for. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that those three elements will help bring God's word home to their hearts even more. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you you mentioned that you have written and edited a few other books. So there's Fight Your Fears, Hope When It Hurts, and 12 Faithful Women. And the first two uh, 
in that list are about fear and suffering. And we've definitely seen those topics rise to the surface of our conversations mm-hmm. over the past two years. So in what ways did writing those books before the pandemic encourage and challenge you as you were faced with this global fear and suffering? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, since we're talking about humility, I think I'll say that I was very humbled because yeah. I think it would be easy to think because I wrote it, then I must just get it. I must mm-hmm. just have figured it out or maybe people would, might think that and it's just not true. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a saint on the way to heaven. I'm a pilgrim and I'm being transformed day by day by the Lord, just like we all are. And so, you know, if anything, these last two years have just brought me back to some of those texts in scripture that I got to meditate on to write those books. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually just in Second Corinthians 4 and 5 the other day that Hope When It Hurts is based on and really needed it, really needed to be reminded that even though our bodies get sick, like we have had a sick year, ladies. We have right. just been sick like week after week after week. And it is really hard. It is hard to be sick all the time. You know, I still struggle with some chronic pain issues and um, that makes motherhood kind of hard because it's such a physical job. And so I just think it's taught me that, um, I think two things, that God is faithful and that he will continue to sanctify me even when I can't see what he's doing or how he's changing me. He's faithful and he will bring his work to completion. And then two, um, I just keep needing him. You know, I just keep needing to come back to the same truths. God's word is just a, um, just a deep wall of truth and we, it never runs dry, you know, so we just keep coming back to it. And, um, you know, and hopefully I just pray that those books helped others who were maybe hurting or fearful during those times because it was a hard two years. Yeah. I think that we, we probably all see that with our jobs and, and what we do is the way that God so graciously like prepares us sometimes with the things that we are Mm. working on, our reading, our editing, our writing. Um, I, I've seen that definitely in my life, how, you know, something that I was just like, oh, this is a great passage in the Bible, you know, so helpful. And then you know, weeks, months, a year later, I'm just like, oh, I now remember that passage in the Bible because I was editing a Bible study on it two years ago or whatever. And that is like you were kind of saying with um, the Second Corinthians passage, God uses that to recall that to our mind and just remind us of his sovereignty and his faithfulness that he um, is orchestrating all of it and his word is living and active. And so um, mm-hmm. it's definitely a really cool thing to see when that happens, even though we don't ever, you know, when we write or edit or uh, do conferences on, you know, mm-hmm. hope when it hurts, we're kind of like, we don't necessarily want to learn this from firsthand experience, but mm-hmm. um, we know that, you know, life, this side of, heaven is going to hurt. So it's good that we're prepared for that. And that I love seeing how God prepares us for those different um, journeys and seasons and battles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And isn't it neat, Elizabeth, how God, like when you're, when you're writing and when you're editing and you don't have to be like a professional published writer to do this, you could be journaling, but I just think God uses the communicated written word to etch his truth on our hearts. Mm. And so, yeah, you kind of wonder, like, as we're in the process of writing, how is he using that in ways that we don't even realize? Right. To prepare us for something later. 
Yeah. I just think it's such a sweet grace of his. Definitely. Mm, it really is. Well, um, Kristen, you're also working on a board book series to help kind of teach children doctrinal truths. So um, tell us a little bit about what that's going to be like. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited to, to share more about this. Um, we have not landed on a title yet, so um, I wish that I had a title to share with you yeah. all. But um, we're hoping that the first uh, three out of the five board books will release in um, winter, early spring twenty. 2023. So, but these are books that are based on doctrines that I hope will be kind of a playful way of teaching doctrines to young kids. So I'm thinking mm -hmm. kids ages like zero to three. So oh, kids who need that. board books because they yeah. turn the pages like my son. Right. Um, yep. But I have just found that um, my son really engages with um, books that are very interactive. And I wanted mm -hmm. to give these little ones books that would hold their attention and also books that would not only minister the truth to their hearts, but to the parents or to the caregivers reading yeah. these truths. Um, so um, I'm trying to think through what they all are. So there's, there's one on, on the doctrine of scripture. There's one on the doctrine of prayer, um, the doctrine of the incarnation, how Jesus came to us, mm -hmm. wow. um, the doctrine of the gospel and the doctrine of creation and God's providence, how he cares for us. Mm -hmm. So I am really hopeful that these will land on people's bookshelves and be a resource to point kids to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we talk a lot about this on this podcast about how it's never too early to start mm -hmm. teaching kids right. these doctrine, uh, these truths from scripture and I know Kelly and I both have experience working in the um, Sunday school classes for the preschoolers, and they do not shy away from these like deep conversations That's that right. sometimes I am not prepared for. So yeah. I, I am so glad that they, this book series will teach like even our littlest ones, and they'll learn to like just grow up knowing that truth. And so that's so um, great. And it will be very helpful to the parents, I'm sure, as they try to teach these things that they're like, wait, I, I know that I believe that the Bible is true, but let me see, how do I explain that to a, a three-year-old, you know? Right. Or I just need a, I just need a reminder in this moment, right. you know, of, of mm -hmm. these truths. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Well, and you know, I have heard so many women over the years who have told me that they didn't become a Christian until they were adults. And part of the way that they have learned Bible stories or Bible doctrine is by reading their children books. And yeah. so when they when they get books, you know, for their children, sometimes we are also educating the moms and the people who are reading, you know, that are also reading it to their children. And so I think there's just kind of a, a double duty there that we sometimes forget. Yeah, that is so true. There, and I feel like the children's resources just get keep getting better and better. Yes, <laughs> um, more and more, just fun and beautiful and trustworthy. So I could, I could definitely see that they're definitely a gift. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. All right. So this episode, like Kelly mentioned, is going to be out the day after Mother's Day. So we're we're still counting it as our Mother's Day episode. We're going to celebrate our moms you know, all year long, of course, but um, we'll continue the Mother's Day celebration today. But what are some ways, so we wanted to ask you, um, what are some ways that we can encourage the moms around us, whether we're moms ourselves or not? How yeah. can we encourage them all year long? Yeah. Well, I think, I think one of the ways that people from my church, even outside of the church, but primarily women in the church have encouraged me is um, along the lines of 
bearing my burdens and fulfilling the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean offering um, help in a number of ways. That could be prayer. We, we moms need a ton of prayer. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Really often feel like we are just kind of flailing about and we don't know what we're doing. So please pray for us um, as we come to mind. We would love, if you are an older woman and you have walked the road ahead of us, we would love to meet with you (laughs) and we would love to learn from you. And I think sometimes older moms feel inadequate to be helpful in that way. Like, what, what do I have to share? You have so much to share. You have so much to offer and, um, we would eat that up. So offer, if you're if you're a mom who's already gone through you know the season of young kids, um, offer yourself and and I know that a, a young mom would be really helped by that. And then even practical help, you know, our life group. I have a um, I'm in a life group which is our version of small groups with moms of young kids, and so we're all in the same season of life. And it has been such a sweet gift from the Lord because we all get it. Yeah. And so I think offering to um, help practice has been one of the greatest gifts. I mean, everything from if if a mom in our group is having a crazy week, somebody ends up dropping off a meal. Or, you know, a mom in our group has an appointment and she needs her someone to watch her kids. Somebody's always offering to help. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a way that you can bless a mom is to just be mindful of where she's at and um, that she most likely feels like she's in over her head, as joyful as it is. Um, and just seeing, like, how can I help, you know? And perhaps you're a mom of young kids as well, and you're thinking, I can't really help because I have my own load. Well, then meet with another mom and just encourage each other. I think sometimes all we need to know is, you know, solidarity. Like, we're not in this alone. <laughs> we have each other. So, but that's what I would say. Pray pray for the moms in your life. Um See how you can serve them with your wisdom and see how you can serve them practically because those have been some of the greatest gifts to me. Mm, Yeah. I think that's very helpful for all of us that are, uh, whether we're moms or not, I'm not a mom. Kelly is a mom. She's also a grandmom. (laughs) Um, And so I think that's that's good for us to all hear is just both the practical and the spiritual prayer. Like that is something that we can all do. no matter what season we're in or, you know, how long, how much time we have, we can definitely pray for one another. And it's good to know what some of those prayer requests might be. Um, And I have several friends that are moms, of course. And so sometimes they are just like, oh, that's in my mom group text, or that's in my mom, like they're on Marco Polo with their kids or whatever it is. Um, And so I know they drive a lot or they derive a lot of encouragement from those conversations with the other moms. Mm -hmm. So that's good to hear uh, what you're saying. And I, I would say, yeah, if you're not in a, a life group with a bunch of other young moms or you're on a a Facebook group or get on a group text or get on Marco Polo or something like that. Cause there is both the funny, um, fun aspects of motherhood that you can all kind of relate to as well as the, like, I need, 
SOS, I need help right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I literally yeah. texted my life group one week because I needed a carpet cleaner. And I was yeah. like, y'all can ask why I need this carpet cleaner if you want, but you really don't want to know. And they were just like, <laughs> we're, like we're there. We're dropping off our carpet cleaner. I love it. You know? <laughs> yep. That's so true. I, I'm really glad that you said what you said, Kristen. Just watching my own daughter um, just becoming a mother because her life group and the just the friends that she has at church – they definitely like they they just really they do pray for one another but they they do take care of one another and and they're just a, a you know a text away if whether it's hey this isn't going well today or i just cannot get you know my baby to sleep well and what have you done you know there are just some yeah. real practical things but then also just you know, I think scripture just tells us to encourage one another and build each other up. And um, definitely we see that in motherhood. And so those are just great practical things that you shared with us for sure. Yeah. Well, Kristen, one of the, the questions we always ask our guests, because this is the Mark podcast, is what has marked you in your walk with Christ? Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is um, some pretty hard and heavy seasons of suffering. Mm. Um, I won't give you the long version, but the short story is uh, about eight years ago, it was right after my husband Brad and I got married, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease mm-hmm. and didn't know that I had it, but I had been sick for about six years prior to that and had seen tons of doctors. And so needless to say that, you know, that diagnosis was an answer to prayer. Not that you want to be told you have Lyme, but I think for those with chronic illness, you know that when you finally have an answer, there's something relieving about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I see in my story as I think back and reflect on God's faithfulness, just a series of hard physical trials, um, everything from the Lyme disease to what it caused, a lot of physical weakness that would lead to, you know, nothing super major, but minor injuries just because I was weak to the continuing chronic pain that I still have. And, um, you know, I never want to presume upon what the Lord is doing exactly, but I do know some things are true from scripture. And I know that even though our outer selves are wasting away, our inner selves are being renewed. They're being marked upon, right? Day by day. Mm -hmm. And, this is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And so I hope and pray that, you know, Jesus has become more beautiful to me because I think this world has become less beautiful. You know, like I just can't, I can't rely on my body. I can't rely on um, the things that I maybe did a decade ago and I can't predict the future. It's out of my control, Um, but I can rest on him. And he's not going to change. And I know that one day he's going to raise me bodily and I will see him face to face. And I just, it's going to make me cry, but I just can't wait for that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think anybody who's suffering from chronic pain or illness or even if it's, um, you know, going through cancer, um, there is something that draws us so much closer to Christ and it, and it reminds us that we are not meant for this world, right? Yeah. I love um, how you phrased it with, it makes, you know, the the life to come so much more beautiful when this life is not mm-hmm. as beautiful. And I didn't say it as well as you said it, um, but I think that can be true. Like Kelly said, with 
any kind of suffering, anytime we're reminded that this world is a broken place and broken by sin, it's a, just a reminder that we're not made for this world and we're made for, you know, eternity and we'll be That's made right. new. And so I love, I love that perspective for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been such a sweet time of just hearing your story and also just hearing about your book. And so we do want to encourage our listeners just to go to LifeWay.com or anywhere you buy books and look for Humble Mom is the name of the book. And so we just, we're praying for you as this book is out in the world and uh, that, um, that it will just bless and, and just honor the Lord in everything it does. Mm, wow. That is my prayer too. So thank you very much. You bet. Well, listeners, thanks again for joining this week. And our desire is that you'll be with us every single week. So come back next week and we will look forward to seeing you then. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.